everybody. Sharon Joy here. Tonight is day three, or today is day three of our Bring Back the Buzz. So tonight I'm going to talk about wellness. And um, wellness is a huge, huge, huge part of my life. Um, Reason being is back in 2018, um, I founded an organisation called Wandering Wellness Collective. It has its own page and its own profile. So go and check it out if you're not already following Wandering Wellness Collective, all one word, um, on Instagram and Facebook. And Wandering Wellness Collective was really... Um, it was really founded with the idea of allowing people to focus on all aspects of wellness. So it's really leaning into a holistic way of approaching wellness. And this is what I have done on my personal transformational journey. And now I love supporting people on their own transformational journey um, in holistic wellness. And, you know, I, I believe that Wellness is so big, it's so complex, um, but it can also be so simple as well. You know, I hear about people with health problems in one area or another, um, but realistically, health problems are not usually in isolation. They are usually complex problems that interweave and overlap, and by addressing all areas of wellness, we can actually um, improve our overall, our overall vitality and our well-being. You know, a lot of people associate wellness with our physical health. So what we're eating, are we exercising, are we getting enough sleep, are we drinking enough water, those sorts of things. Um, but in reality, wellness is much more broad than that. So, you know, wellness covers areas including social well-being, um, emotional, physical, spiritual, environmental, intellectual, and occupational. That's just some. Um, there's up to like 12 or 14 different domains of wellness. If you, if you look up at this and do some, spend some time on it, there's lots more domains. You can break it down. But for me, they are the core ones, you know? Um, so what's that? Three, six, seven, seven key areas of wellness. So tonight I just wanted to riff with you a little bit about um, each of those areas and you know, if you're looking to bring the buzz back and you're not doing something in each of those domains, then um, then you're not going to be feeling as um, as vitalized, energized um, as you possibly could be. So I really encourage you to think about your life in each of these areas. And maybe there's areas that you're really strong in. For most people, they are strong in some of those areas, one or more. But for most people, we also need to work in different areas. And, you know, and as life goes and evolves and, you know, we we grow and we change, often our attention shifts. They can't equally be on seven domains all the time if we're being real. That'd be a lovely ideal, but it's it's not realistic. So, um, so if we can shift our focus throughout periods of time to make sure that we are um, doing that, then that's really important. So um, let's dive in. So the first one I want to talk about is social wellness. Um, now, of course, we are social beings, you know. We are 
We are created, humans are created for human connection. It's part of our DNA. And the way that we live in modern society is not the way we lived, you know, in in times gone by. It's not how our ancestors live. And therefore, our bodies and our minds and our relationships are almost struggling to catch up from that because the shift has been so great in really a short amount of time that it's much harder for us to adjust. And the the byproduct of that is that people in the modern day are more isolated, um, feeling lonely, um, feeling disconnected, not having the support structures that their ancestors would have had. And um, that could look like, you know, um, new mums struggling with babies. It might look like older people who are very isolated and not actually um, plugged into a community because, you know, their friends, relatives, partner have moved away, passed on, um, so on and so forth. So our social wellness is a really, really important part of being human. We are, you know, in our our creation, we, we are designed to be social beings. So if we're not spending time being social and not revisiting our ancestry in that respect, then we are probably struggling. Now, don't get me wrong, I fully appreciate that there's lots of people on the planet that are introverts. Um, And if you're an introvert and watching this, you're probably going, oh, heck no, that's not me. Like, I don't do people. Um, I get that. But I think at the end of the day, we all, every person needs people. And if there's people that are so resistant to other people, um, then there's probably something else underlying there. Um, we all need some type of human connection. It's the way that we're created. So I really encourage you to think about that. Um, and you can start with your own social wellness with the people who are either in your own home or if you live alone, the people who are your nearest and dearest, whether they be family or very close friends and spending time thinking about you know the the quality of the relationship that you're having with those people um the depth and breadth that you actually go to when you are with them um or the way that you support one another um is really really important to our overall well-being um thinking more broadly and this is probably um well it it relates to both men and women really and children for that matter i mean our kids like you think about our kids over covid you know parents kept working whether they were in isolation at home and uh, you know i'm saying over covid like it's something that's passed i think we can all agree i mean people in victoria that are watching or anywhere else around the world might be in isolation right now um i think you know for the rest of us in australia or certainly on the east coast we're facing lockdown 2.0 um but you know it was really our kids you know suffered greatly from that isolation from their peers during um, isolation, but on the flip side of that, um, they probably benefited from spending more time with their immediate family if their parents were working from home, even if their parents were busy or being, you know, closer to their siblings or whatever it may be. 
So um, our kids have found it hard. But also, you know, getting back again, um, I'm going to keep banging on about this, but getting getting back to our roots, you know, the way that women used to gather together, the way that men used to gather together or feminine and masculine core beings gathering together in community, um, that's something that we just don't do as much of these days. And we're, we're designed to do it. So when we keep our lives so busy that we don't set aside time for that, um, it certainly means that we are more stressed. We are, um, you know, we are experiencing more loneliness, more anxiety, um, a less a lessened sense of support in what we need to function in our day-to-day because we don't have the support structures and the people around us to know what's going on in our life. And we've almost gotten to a point where we shut that down. So I really encourage you to, you know, like form a collective with people who you know that you can share how you're feeling openly, who you know that you can reach out and say, you know what, I'm in bear mode. I really need some help with my family right now. I need to step away. Um, That's for feminine core beings, ladies, you know, um, honestly, soul modes, you know, that's what that's all about. Um, But similarly, you know, just banding together in celebration, in joy, enlightenment, whatever it is, um, having those social supports. Okay, um, emotional wellness. Now, this is one again that I think um, I think for a long time we've just been getting wrong, and this has been something that I know I've already spoken about in this series. If you haven't checked out my earlier videos, please go back and have a watch. But you know, I've talked about emotion being energy in motion and letting that flow through us. But I'm doing some work at the moment with um, Julie Tenner, the pleasure nutritionist. If you don't follow her, um, feminine core beings watching, please jump on over and and have a look at her work. It's phenomenal. But, you know, one of the things that she talks about and something that I've been learning about in my own time as well is feminine embodiment. And part of that really allows us, you know, I've always, or not always, but in my work in the last couple of years, come to understand allowing the importance of allowing emotions to flow through us, that energy in motion. But it's more recently through my work with soul modes that I've realized on a deeper level the importance of actually embodying that emotion to a point where there's a physical release that may be unpleasant, it may be gritty, it may look like crying really hard, like ugly crying, it may look like punching a pillow or banging your fists on the floor, Um, you know, it may look like sort of, you know, just really, you know, needing to like touch and hug your body very hard, Um, but, you know, it's an emotional release that we, for whatever reason, over time, we've been shutting down. You know, we've we've not been allowing ourselves to go to the depths. And in order to experience the full gamut of our emotions, um, right from despair to enlightenment and everything in between, we need to see and experience and feel that light and shade. So it's moving between both along that spectrum. And so emotional wellness is so important. If you're shutting down the way that you feel, 
if you're locking out feelings, it's going to manifest in your body in other ways. So it's going to look like sickness. It's going to look like headaches. It's going to look like stomach pains um, or gut problems. It's going to look like chest discomfort or breathing problems. It might even look like skin irritation. Okay, that's the result of shutting down your emotions and not allowing them to manifest, come to the surface and, um, and then move through you. So I really encourage you to do that for your overall wellness. All right, physical wellness. So physical wellness, um, you know, primarily is things like um, nourishing your body with good food, breathing, taking time to make sure your body is adequately oxygenated. When was the last time you actually stopped and took five deep, decent breaths? Okay, when was the last time? Um, You know, when was the last time you took a deep breath in and just exhaled and just let, you know, let that, whatever you're holding in your body, just let it go. Um, So, you know, nourishing your body with food, nourishing your body with oxygen, drinking, you know, our bodies are made up primarily of water, you know, 70 to 80% water, our whole body, and especially our brain. Our brain has an even higher content of water. If we are dehydrating our brain, then we can't function. We are not, um, you know, we're not thinking straight. We're usually not sleeping well. Um, Our whole body is not working at its best. So taking time to drink enough amount of water is really important. And also exercise. So, um, you know, I know that often we, it's easy to get caught up in the, oh, but exercise should look like this, you know, exercise should be going to the gym or going for a jog or going for a walk. But in reality, it doesn't need to look like that at all. It can look like some gentle stretching. It can look like moving your hips while you're standing at the kitchen sink. Okay. It can look like putting on your favorite music and dancing the bejesus out of the joint. It might look like if you feel tense, if you're wanting an emotional release at the same time, then, you know, it might look like turning on Rage Against the Machine and thumping your fists against the ground or punching a pillow or your mattress. Um, Really, you know, going to town with the music in a physical, energetic way. So physical health is super, super important Um, with, you know, that just let's not forget the vitals, you know, let's not forget the vital things, the food, the nourishment, um, you know, the oxygen, the water, and let's just move our bodies. You don't have to go to the gym, okay? You don't. I've said it. I don't go to the gym. I'm not a gym person, never have been, never will be. Um, But do I like putting on the music on a Friday night and dancing? Yeah, absolutely I do. Um, You know, it might look like yoga. It might look like just gentle stretching, depending on your age, depending on, you know, your physical health. You might not be able to exercise in the way that you actually want to. So just baby steps is all you need, but moving your body is really important. Physical wellness does have an impact on your overall wellness. You know, if you are physically in tune, in good tune, you know, good health, um, then there's a good chance that at least emotionally and spiritually and occupationally, um, you're going to be doing well. 
as well. Um, they all interrelate. Okay, moving on to the next one, spiritual. Now, I have talked a little bit about this over the last couple of days. I spoke um, on spiritual wellness, I guess, um, in, in what I was saying, even if, whether you're able to join the dots or not. I did speak quite a bit about that yesterday. So go and have a look at the Getting Clear um, episode if you missed it. But our spiritual wellness is so important in that, we're not able to tune into particularly our gut brain and our heart brain if the channels aren't clear, okay? So you need to do whatever you've got to do to clear the channels. Now, you know, that might look like, if you're religious, that might look like prayer, um, you know, going to your place of worship, um, you know, sitting in solitude. That is your opportunity to clear the channels, okay? And when our channels are clear, we're able to receive the messages that we need from, from you know, um, the divine in order to move us forward in our life or guide us in whatever it is that we're dealing with at the time. Um, you know, if you're not so much religious but you're just wanting to get to a place of um, enlightenment, then certainly, you know, you, we can find a sense of spirituality within our own self um, and we can do that when we when we greet ourselves with love through self-care. So that might look like, particularly for women, you know, it might be look like giving yourself a gentle massage. It might look like taking a long hot bath, using essential oils on your skin, um, you know, or in the environment. It might feel like, you know, layering your environment with those beautiful senses, you know, the smells, the sights, having beautiful things around you that make you feel good, um, you know, having your diffuser going with essential oils. It might look like, um, you know, fresh flowers on your kitchen bench or on your table. Um, it might look like candles. It might look like dim lights. Um, it might look like wearing nice pyjamas, okay? I bought myself a luscious pair of pyjamas today and I'm so goddamn proud of myself. I have... I have pyjamas with my initials embroidered on them and it feels so luxurious and so beautiful. Um, so whatever you need to do to clear the channels and allow, you know, your whether it's your inner or your God or your divine or whatever it may be, really um, send you those messages so you're able to receive them is a beautiful thing to be able to generate that um, sense of enlightenment and peace and when we have that sense of peace and we're plugged in and this is a thing right plugged into our intuition it gives us a, a stronger sense of wellness we really believe that um, we know what is right for us and rather than always doubting ourselves and wondering, oh my God, like, you know, is this the right thing for me? Am I doing the right thing? Oh, maybe I should have, could have, would have. Uh, uh, uh. When we're plugged into our intuition, we don't think like that, okay? So if you are one of those people, if you're an overthinker, okay, there's a good chance that you need to clear your spiritual channel, okay? Clear it. Um, don't think that if you're a Christian or a religious person um, or even somebody who considers themselves spiritual, if you are overthinking, I'm sorry, I'm going to put it out there, you haven't done the spiritual work that you need to do to shift that shit, okay? I'm just saying. 
Maybe that's a bit of wild mode. Sorry. Sorry for swearing on the internet. I don't like doing it, but that was calling for it. Um, so, um, so clear the channels. If you're overthinking things, do the work, do the emotional work, do the spiritual work, go deep, get in a journal. Okay. I don't journal probably as much as I should. I'm more of a talker. I'd rather talk it out. Um, or I'll sit with it in my own head and bounce it around, but I do the work. I get in the bath. I, I treat myself, okay? Um, I nourish my body. I rest. I cry. I do what I need to do to move it through. So I really encourage you to do that, especially if you're an overthinker. It will help you bring back the buzz, okay? Overthinking is holding you back from bringing back the buzz. It just feels crap. Nobody likes feeling all blocked up and overthinking, okay? If you're overthinking, you're blocked up. You need to clear that right out. Okay, I think I've banged on about that enough. Um, Environmental. I've already touched on this a little bit tonight, um, but I'm super, super passionate about this. Nothing comes from nothing, okay? Um, My life transformation did not come, and by the way, I'm speaking as though it's already happened. It's happening, okay? It's always happening. It's not like happened. It's not past tense. It's present tense. It's always, always, always transforming. But in order to start on that journey, um, you know, it requires work. It requires inner work and I'm always doing the work, okay? When I'm not doing the work then stuff doesn't come through, okay? Like I don't, I don't show up on socials doing live feeds about whatever when I'm not doing the work. You can tell right now I'm doing the work. Okay, environmental, I've touched on this. Um, the importance of having beautiful things around you, it changes our energy, especially women, okay? I'm talking mainly to women here. Um, although I have to say when the women... Uh, you know, or the feminine core beings, I'll say feminine core beings because it's not necessarily um, females, Um, but when feminine core beings just bless a space with their beautiful feminine energy and create a home or a space that is beautiful and a representation of some kind of next level, then the masculine beings still love it. They love that you know, that homeliness, but more than anything, the inspiration you get from being surrounded by beautiful things is allowing you to go higher. Okay. So, um, actually Adam and I had a talk today about our cars and we are not happy with the state that we're keeping our cars. It's just, it feels crap. Like we're like, this car is dirty and we're not happy with that. Um, you know, we're not germaphobes. We don't live, you know, if I showed you whilst I, I might look like I'm looking okay here, we've got a pile of cushions there, the table there's stuff on, um, but it won't stay like that for too long. And I know that by just doing a few tweaks and checks and balances that we can bring the space that we're living in back to a place that represents um, the next level best of where we're headed. So what does your environment say about you? Um, does it, is it cluttered? You know, is it full of things of the past? Okay. I'm not criticizing if it is. All right. I just want you to know that. But as somebody who has done a lot of work in this space, 
I actually don't value having a house that's full of sentiments from the past. Um, my life is not rearward focused. I have memories here. I certainly have pieces around me, a, a few pieces here and there. And Annette and Nonna, if you're still watching, I've got my beautiful photo of Richard on the fridge um, next to our beautiful Uncle Don and, of course, my mum, and he will stay there. Um, but, you know, the, we've got, we have got pieces of important people and important things in our life around us, but our environment doesn't represent where we've been. It represents where we're going, okay? So think about that. If your environment doesn't inspire you, if it's over-cluttered, it's probably blocking you up. It's time to start organising and simplifying and just getting, um, finding some peace in your environment. Super important. Another thing I'll say about the environment around you we used to live in Sydney and don't get me wrong, we had a fabulous life there, but cities are busy places. They are busy, busy, busy places and they're tiring. They drain your energy. Um, they drain your energy when you live there. I know that from going down to um, going down to Sydney last week, I loved it because I saw some people that I love so, 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 so much um, and some are watching right now. And that's amazing to be able to go there and it fuels me. Like being around that energy actually fuels me. It's a really beautiful thing, but it fatigues me at the same time. can only take so much of it. And I realise now that I've moved away from a big city how, um, how great it is to visit a big city, but also how great it is to leave one. So, you know, if you are feeling like the walls of a big city are closing in on you, if you are feeling like the busy is not no longer serving you or bringing you joy, then it's time to do something about it. Australia is a very big place. There's lots of places that we can live and enjoy and they don't have to be in a big city. Um, intellectual. So... As, you know, as we age, we tend to spend less time learning new things. It's just a default that we default to because we get comfortable. We might stay in the same jobs for a while and, you know, it gets easy, right? We think, yeah, we've ticked all the boxes. We're good here. Like, we don't need to, you know, we don't need to learn anything. We're nailing it. We're doing this job in our sleep, which for a while feels good. But what will happen over time is our intellectual wellness takes a nosedive. And that is a place that's not really a good place to be because it, it starts to drive um, stagnation, okay? Um, it, starts to, um, it starts to feel like, you know, mediocre. So if you want to bring back the buzz and you're serious about this, because you know what, I get it's not for everybody, right? Like not everybody cares about this stuff. It's, I'm only talking to people who are bringing back the buzz here. Um, then start to learn something, okay? Learn something. I don't care if it's ukulele, a language, you know, get a truck license. It doesn't matter what it is. Like go and learn massage, whatever, whatever it may be. Um, start to study or learn something. It doesn't need to cost you a lot of money. There's YouTube clips that are like insane these days. You can learn anything on the internet. Um, even better, if you can learn something and actually then convert that 
hobby to um, to generating an income, then why wouldn't you? You know, why wouldn't you? Because that really fuels into my next thing that I'm going to talk about, which is occupational. And, you know, our ability to to be able to earn from things that we love is a beautiful exchange of energy. Like, it's delightful on a whole other level when we can just be so enraptured with something that we've taken up as a hobby and then realise, well, actually, I can make money from this. Um, you know, my classic case of that is actually what I do with social media. I mean, social media started out for me. It was a hobby. It was It was fun, you know. Um, and it became a career. So, um, so I definitely recommend that learning things is very good. Um, it can be good in all areas of your life, depending on what you're learning. Um, it also broadens the, you know, it's like I said, these are all interrelated. So when we learn things, we actually gain social connections. So, um, beautiful Tracy, who's on here tonight, um, she's a friend who I've learned through, a mastermind group, you know, through a group that is focused on soul-led women's business and, um, you know, and, and driving that home. But the, the spin-off effect is new friends made, new connections made, um, and those friends can also be wonderful supports in business. So I know last night um, the beautiful Tracy actually even tagged me when someone was needing help around something to do with digital media and marketing and website building, and she tagged me and said, I'll show this person to go to if you need a website. Okay, no worries. Um, you know, and that's that's the beautiful thing about having, um, you know, that intellectual immersion uh, as you age because, you know, if you don't use it, you lose it, right? Okay, and that can happen, especially, ladies, after you've had your babies, okay? We get stale. We, we lose brain cells, I'm sure. I reckon half my brain went out with my placentas over the three births that I had. Um, but we can get it back. And we can get it back certainly when we have the capacity to do so because I fully acknowledge that mothering can be at times all-consuming. However, I will say it helps to have other things going on in your life when you are going through that mothering. It can be a lot more enjoyable when you do because you can come back to mothering and and miss your kids and all that dynamic. Okay, um, last one I want to talk about is occupational wellness and... Um, this touches on what I was just speaking about, and it's basically how we make money. You know what we do for a job, what our um, what our work life balance looks and feels like. Um, you know your work life balance is super important in making sure that you have um, a good level of occupational wellness. Being happy in your job and enjoying what you do um, is super super important. So. Um, Here's the thing. If you don't like what you do, you get to decide to change it, okay? Um, You can change it in your spare time, okay, by creating, like, a hobby into a business. It's possible. You could create the job that you've been in and transfer those skills into other areas. You can take that job and teach people how to do whatever it is that you've been doing online through courses and mentoring, So I really encourage you to look hard at what you're doing and try and think outside of the box. Um, For people who are, you know, we, Adam and I, when we had decided that we wanted to change the jobs and careers that we were in, made a very conscious decision 
that whichever job that we ended up in that we could do from anywhere or anywhere where there's internet basically and so we went about making sure and being really really diligent in enforcing that boundary in saying no we can't do that from anywhere yep okay we can do that that that's good so you know decide what your um where your boundaries are take a good hard look at the job that you do now think about what skills are transferable if you're looking at changing career um, or think about how you could create that job to make it more mobile. And, you know, I think I'm probably preaching to the choir here in that a lot of people over COVID have looked at this, but this is something that we looked at three years ago. Um, we actually have a masterclass that's online called Income on the Road that we created primarily for families who are wanting to travel Australia or couples or singles who want to travel Australia and earn an income while they do it. But it could equally be a useful masterclass or parts of it for people who simply want to um, work from home, work from anywhere, have the freedom to choose the hours that they work, um, you know, all those things. Convert a hobby or, you know, a set of skills or knowledge into something that they can bundle up and sell through a course or, a, you know, a book or whatever it may be. So it's got lots of help around that. So it's okay to change. It's okay to redefine yourself. And for, you know, I know that a large range of my audience is a similar age to me, somewhere between 34 and 44. Um, That's a great age to look at retraining um, because you've still got time to completely retrain, but then you know, re-establish yourself back into perhaps what you were earning before or even more, um, but with a better work-life balance. And it's often when we have children who are still in school or at home or little ones, it's just a really great age to um, reinvent yourself, you know, why not, right? Um, I'm saying that 40 is the new 21. That's That's my motto. So occupational wellness, super, super powerful, um, and important. I mean, how many hours a week do we spend working? If we're not enjoying our work or we feel that we feel that it's robbing us of some joy, yeah, like with with our our job and, and the way that we earn money, it's just it's so important that it feels good. If it doesn't feel good, then you've probably got another well, lots of years left, right? So if you've still got, you know, 20 years like me. Nah, I don't want to be doing what I'm not enjoying and, you know, or have the courage to look into the future and that's what I did. I was enjoying what I was doing at the time. I was. Even though I was tired and sick a lot of the time, um, have the courage to look into the future and, and say, is that what I want to be doing in another 20 years' time? Because if, yeah, if... If in the future that's not what you want to be doing, then think about the age you are now, how long it's going to take you to retrain and how long it's going to take you to get back to a level of earnings where you're going to be able to put money away for your retirement and fund, you know, fund life for your family, your growing family, you know. Um, you know, teenagers are expensive. They need cars. They might need help with uni or TAFE fees. Uh, whatever it may be, um, they're bigger. They eat more. They have bigger clothes. They, 
buy more expensive toys. As our families age, you know, it's it's a fact that we, we do often need more money, even if, you know, our kids are earning some money themselves. They often cost more. Even taking a family holiday, you know, we know that um, our daughter Ella can sometimes, she's 15, and sometimes she can be categorised as an adult. We would have had to pay for her as an adult going to the USA later this year. Um, so they cost more. But having, you know, having that forward foresight of thinking, okay, well, here's where I am now, but do I want to be doing that in 20 years from now or 25 years from now? If the answer's no, then at some point where you need to decide where that change is going to happen. Um, and if you don't decide or at least start to have it on your radar, then it probably won't. And you'll end up like a lot of people that I've worked with over the years who make their colleagues' lives misery because they're just counting down the days to retirement. Um, they're often sick all the time because, of course, when we're unhappy in our job, we can manifest other health illnesses and so on. Anyway, um, so that's about it for occupational wellness. I think you get the idea. Thank you so much for joining me. Okay, um, tomorrow, day four of uh, Bring Back the Buzz, seven ways in seven days. Cannot wait to share with you. Have a fabulous weekend and love you all. Thank you. Thanks for watching. See you guys.